For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Lions coming off another tough loss. But we are drinking the blue Kool-Aid here. So please give this a listen. It'll be very important for your mental health as well and your physical health. You know, we're just going to try to relax you. The sky is not falling. So we'll discuss that. Then a devil's advocate calls in. You're going to really want to hear that on this uh, podcast. Uh, UJ responds to a call from a devil's advocate. Uh, we have a lot of talk about Stafford. We'll talk about the Lions front seven and how to fix those issues, possible trade targets. A lot of good stuff on this episode. Um, the Lions are not out of it, folks, so keep on drinking the blue Kool-Aid. But now, it's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It's October 21st, 9.46 p.m. We are still trying to fully process what we watched um, on Sunday with the Lions at home against the Vikings in a 42-30 loss. But nonetheless... We have the blue Kool-Aid crew here. We got Rudd Dog, Yo, UJ, and Bob. Hey. Hello. And I'm Big Z, and we're here to break it down uh, for you. And first, we want to tell you, uh, well, Rudd Dog wanted to bring up this segment, actually. And we want to ask everybody, is the sky falling? Is, this, is the season over for the Lions here? I think the answer to that is just a simple no. resounding no. no. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Not even close. Plenty of football left to play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw some uh, coming. Yeah, some Lions B reporters uh, were like tweeting back at people saying like the Lions should fire Bob Quinn, they should fire Matt Patricia, and oh they should get God. rid of Stafford. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> which we'll get into. It. It's just yeah. yeah. I mean, those are the worst kind they're, of Lions yeah. fans, right? Oh, we love them because they're Lions fans, but I mean, ugh. sometimes I'm not even sure they're Lions fans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, yeah and Stafford's having one of his best years statistically. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. Yes, yeah, Stafford is off to I mean, an he's unbelievable a, he's, start, and we'll get to that in a few moments. Uh, but, yeah, we, we first wanted to start off this podcast with just, you know, telling people, calm down. Uh, I don't know, you know, take a take a take chill pill. Kind of take a breather, t- pick up your Kool-Aid, and take a nice swig. It'll yeah. be all right. Drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. 
Drink some Kool-Aid. Mm. That's always a good... Um, that might be the best advice that we give out on this podcast, is drink the Kool-Aid. That's I right. think so. Yeah, yeah, that, that always helps. It, it could save you on like a psychiatry bill. It's it's very effective stuff. Yeah, Kool-Aid sales are up uh, since we started this podcast, actually. At least, I think, like 3%. Worldwide. I can't. I cannot. Pr- yeah. I cannot prove that statistic, but uh, <laughs> don't I've check definitely, us on I've this. I've definitely seen three percent of Kool Aid around more. Uh, so, yeah. anyways, uh, chug it after that last game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, before we kind of get into the some uh, semantics of the game and everything like that, uh, we do have a caller in, uh, and it's the Devil's Advocate. He's calling in. Ooh, that sounds um, ominous. So, Devil's Advocate. Uh, I understand you have something to say about it... this Lions team. <clears throat> yes, yes. Uh, good evening, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. My name is Sebastian T. Beauregard III. No life, I was a ruthless, unethical lawyer in pre-Civil War South. I died at the hands of some people whose lives I may have destroyed. I descended straight to hell where I quickly found work as the devil's advocate. Now, what brings me here... Some of the nonsense I've heard on this podcast. Yes, I am a regular listener. I think I gave you a bad review because that's what I do. But uh, <laughs> now I specifically wanted to call out UJ. Now, UJ is a true believer in Matt Patricia. In fact, UJ has his head so far up the coach's ass that he uses Patricia's lower intestine as a sleeping bag. Now, now UJ. <laughs> I know you believe Patricia will lead the Lions to the Super Bowl. Now, your beloved coach, he should be on the hot seat after his performance so far. I'm talking as hot as an August day on Baton Rouge. Now, he should be as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. He brought over, he was brought over from the cheating Patriots. Well, I don't have a problem with the cheating. He has not been cheating with us. He's been getting cheated by the refs. Now, Patricia is supposed to be a defensive genius. All he's done is give the winning formula to other teams while being unable to apply it to his own squad. Lions are 31st in the league in total defense. Run defense is 28th in the league. It was supposed to be a strength. Opposing teams have a conversion rate of 71% when they run on third and fourth down and short. Trey Flowers is a ghost. Now, uh, the Lions had one QB pressure on Cousins the entire game this past weekend. Now, this is an outrage, sir. I demand satisfaction. In closing, let me just point out that Patricia took over a winning program and is now 8-13-1 as a Lions coach. He should be run out of town on a rail, much like I was before they hit me with the tar and feathers. Now, you've been exposed, UJ. I rest my case, gentlemen. I will take my answer off the air. I have other business to attend to. Thank you. Well, how, uh, wait, how did this guy get, how did the guy get on this podcast? We got to fire our secretary. I, I just want to. Uh, wow. UJ, can you even respond to that? He was coming after you hard. Oh, well, yeah, he, he did. He, he came after me pretty hard there. And I, I, I'm going to have to respond to him. Uh, All right, UJ, go fine. for it. Uh, we just, yeah. we got to work on yeah, our screening what, process. We apologize to our listeners. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we love yeah, the most despicable people on here. I don't know how he got through. We, well. <laughs> It seems like we got cheated by a cheater, but. (laughs) All right, but let's let UJ respond. UJ, you got to respond to that. Yeah, I have to. I have to. Thanks. Thanks for letting me respond. Uh, Well, Mr. Beauregard, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. I wish I could say it's nice to have you here. And by the way, the other night when I was 
gonna stop drinking, and you said, oh, we'll just have one more, it won't hurt you. I don't know why I listen to you, but anyway, tonight, I'll have none of it. Now, as far as having my hand head up Patricia's ass, well, that's an image I would just not like to imagine. I will say nothing more about that. But let's get to the gist of your evil argument. You say Patricia should be on the hot seat, and nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Well, sir, you and your ilk are the ones who created the term same old lions the minds of many Lions fans who want to run away. Any coach or GM out of town, they don't win right away. You've clouded their minds. Because because of you, they don't know winning is a process. Like steel. A team has to be put to the fire and pounded down and put to the fire again. Only then will it show its true character. In the football world, that's usually a three to five year process. Worst case scenario is we are one or two years away. But I think we still have a chance this year. Patricia did not bring the past cheating ways here, much to your chagrin. And I know I've seen you up there in the Pat's uh, owner's box yucking it up with Robert Kraft. Hey, <laughs> by, by the way, wasn't that you with Kraft walking out of that strip mall after getting busted with those hookers? Well, <laughs> Trust me, when we win, you're going to be banned from the stadium. Yes, we're, strangling, we're struggling now on defense, but Patricia – has a whole team to worry about now, not just the defense. And this team is becoming very competitive. You know, and it was natural for this team as humans to have a letdown after that game last week against the Packers where they did everything they could to win, everything they had to do to win, only to have it pulled away by one of your evil ruts from hell. Well, we'll be okay. Patricia will be okay, and team will be okay. Have faith, fans. The devil has no way to fight the faithful. Blue Kool-Aid is like holy water to him. It burns. So, Mr. Beauregard, go back to whatever hellhole you came from and don't show your face here again. I'll probably see you Saturday night, though. Take care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, you showed him. You put him in his place. That was really eloquent, UJ. Very eloquent. (laughs) No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Someone has to stand up against the devil. Seriously. That's right. That's what we do here. Isn't that what we do here? We stand up against the devil. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. If you hang out with Beauregard again, you got to give him some blue Kool-Aid. That guy really needs it. I don't know what oh, this negativity is all about. I don't either, man. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I think that guy's got a long list of issues. But I would have been curious to yeah. ask him, you know, like, uh, go, just like if, it, if he would have stayed on, how he felt about Keanu Reeves playing him in that movie. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder. <laughs> so let's get into, anyway. Yeah, let's get into the game now. Uh, no thanks to Bo- Mr. Beauregard for coming out, and thank you, UJ, uh, for your words. You. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, but I want to get first to the the highlight of the game for me, and I say highlight because it, Stafford, youngest player ever and quickest ever, to getting to forty thousand yards passing. The goat. I think yes. That, I think that's quite an accomplishment. Uh, he just bested Amazing. his buddy Matt Ryan by four games. So nice. Yep. Um, in spectacular fashion, he was throwing great. Oh, uh, Stafford looks so good in this game. One hundred eleven point seven rating, thirty of forty five, three hundred sixty four y- uh, yards, four touchdowns. He really spread those touchdowns around uh, <laughs> to one guy. <laughs> yeah. But he threw it on the left and right side yeah. end of the field, so he was working the whole field. At least he just smothered Marvin Jones yeah. with those it touchdowns. Marvin Jones, when we, he almost caught another touchdown that he caught with his butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he just went out of bounds with it. For, That's right. A good 
That's right. But, man, Stafford so, so good in this game. He threw the ball to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different players in this game. Wow. Um, he, it's very, like, Drew Brees-esque in terms of, like, how many guys that he spreads the ball around to. Someday uh, they'll say that it was very Stafford-esque. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, but I mean, Stafford has looked great. This is this is I think the best their offense has ever looked this year. To be honest with you, I think this was their best game. Yeah. Um, and and that yeah, and that includes uh, well, m- yeah. I mean, our run game's been pretty bad all year. So, um, yeah, the run game still could use a little bit. <laughs> the passing game was definitely on point. It was effective they at least in this game. Pretty good in pass protection. I mean, this game too. So. Got to give that some credit there, too. Yeah, Stafford's used to getting sacked like eight times by this Vikings defense, so the fact <laughs> he only got sacked twice was a nice uh, change of pace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that leads us now. So, first of all, congrats, Stafford. 40,000. It's awesome. That's my QB. So, Stafford is our 40,000-yard passer of the week, and he oh. might pick up another <laughs> award here. Um, we're going to go to Stafford's throw of the game, and I have two nominees. I mean, there was he completed 30 passes, and you can pick any of the four touchdowns of Marvin Jones, but I have one in particular, that back shoulder throw to Marvin Jones, the last touchdown, the fourth one, was just an absolute bullet. Um, a good cornerback has enough time to turn around and get his hand on the ball, but Stafford throws it so hard and so quick that he can yeah. throw it right to the gut of Marvin Jones, and the cornerback has no time. Um, that fade is specifically designed with Stafford's arm talent in mind, the fact that he can put that much velocity on the ball. Simply awesome. And then my yeah. second one was the Marvin Hall Jr. And maybe we should have the Marvin that Hall Jr. catch of the game because this is four games in a row he's had an over 40-yard catch. Heck yeah. of a throw and catch. That was the yeah. one I was thinking of, the Marvin Hall one. That was amazing. So well, That's the first one that came to my mind. But I got to say, the two touchdowns to Marvin that looked like instant replays of each other. In the left corner of the end zone, I sort of got it was the same exact pass, the same exact pattern. It was like it was amazing to me that he did that twice. Yeah, one game. yeah. It, oh. it was like the same pass. Yeah, and uh, um, watching and, a replay. And I guess I yeah that I have a third candidate, and that's that uh, touch the third touch. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the third touchdown pass he had at the end of the first half. Uh, he gets he gets absolutely blasted on a roughing the passer, and he just you know he picks himself up, and he just throws an absolute dime in the first half. That yeah, was beautiful. Yeah, um, keeping beautiful the thing. keeping the lines in the game single handedly almost uh, because Seriously. he got no help from the defense, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, so I think we're going with the Marvin Hall Jr. throw. That was my that just yeah. is a beauty. He just uncorked that thing. Yeah. So congratulations to Marvin Hall on being the recipient on the receiving end of the Mafford, Matt Stafford Throw of the Week. Yet again, you guys, Matt Stafford is our, has won the Matt Stafford Throw of the Week. Wait a second. Amazing. That means, wait, yeah, he's won all of them. I know. That's Wow. That's uncanny. <laughs> I mean, he's he's easily on pace uh, for his best season. That's got to be some I mean, kind of record. Because of, because of these awards, not because of his production on the field necessarily well the team production at least. <laughs> um but there's an, uh, a couple players to note here and my first uh next category here and we're gonna stick with the offense for now is the 100 yard receiver of the week we're back we didn't have a winner last week but we're back and that's danny yeah. amandola eight catches for yeah. 105 yards in this game on wow. 11 targets kept that change nice game for danny yeah, this is his second time winning the awards. We appreciate uh, Danny Mandola for coming up the stage and accepting his award. Thank you very much, Danny. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. And I, and I think uh, Mark, our 
Marvin Jones was the only player to ever catch four touchdown passes with less than 100 yards. I think he had a yeah. unique. So that's unique, what, that, uh, that gets me to my next category, which is the four touchdown player of the week. <laughs> it's the first winner of the award, and that's Marvin Jones. Uh, we hope he gets many more. This is the second time in his career he's won the award, but he won it for another team, and nobody Stead. even remembers that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, that's crazy. You have four touchdowns and no, not over 100 yards. It's kind of wild. I know. That is amazing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Marvin Jones has just looked absolutely phenomenal this year. Uh, yeah, he's been great. Stafford is so much better when him and – we were talking about it last year. Uh, him and Stafford are always kind of not on the same page, but they have definitely found it again this year. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he's the true – our number one receiver. I mean, Galladay's right behind him, but he's separated himself. Yeah, this receiving car has been one of the strengths of this whole team. I mean, every game, it's, maybe it's a different guy, but there, there's always someone that's coming up big every week. So, this yeah. week it was Jones. I mean, it's great. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's been phenomenal. Hawkinson had three catches for 32 in this game. Uh, and even Jesse James caught a pass in this game. Ooh. He does exist Whoa. on the offense. <laughs> believe it or not, our $9 million tight end can catch the ball, believe it or not. I thought you were talking about the outlaw. I was confused for a second there. Forgot we had a guy who played tight end for us named Jesse James. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, like you guys said, this is definitely our deepest group uh, in terms of the offense, the the receivers and, and Stafford. They're just on another level, and they just seem to keep improving each week. Is What do you want to see out of the offense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But let's shift focus for a moment to a group that seems to not be improving week to week at the moment. And we, you talked about a little bit. Um Mr. Beauregard really laid into it. Uh, <laughs> and again, we apologize for that. But yeah. and I want to get to the main focus um, of criticism, and that is the Lions front seven. Um, oh, you, yeah. you meant, yeah. let's, let's stick with the D-line right now. Let's just stick with the D-line, then we'll move on to the linebackers. But first of all, let's just focus on the D-line. What is going on with them? There's no pass rush. We've been saying it week after week after week. Kirk Cousins uh, literally had all day to throw. I mean, it starts, and the, the players said this all week too, it starts with stopping the run. When you're not stopping the yeah. run, it's going to be even harder to rush the passer because you got to stop the run first, especially right. against the Vikings, a team that runs the ball really well. Um, yeah. Snacks on the play, he got hurt. He was blown like five yards back off the ball, and we've seen that routinely this year. I don't know what is up with him. And I think that's where you yeah. start the criticism of the run game because that he's supposed to be where the, the anchor of the run game starts. That's the whole point of why we got him, why our run right. game was so good last year. But this year, he hasn't been playing as good, and it shows on our results. We are not – there's no push into the backfield. We're constantly getting blown off the ball. Uh, and I think it starts with him. It doesn't end with him, but it, he's definitely where he's got to get his game up so we can improve that run D. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big part of this team. And, uh, you know, he, he's just not living up to what he did at the end of last year. And he, he's got to do something. they got to light a bug up under his ass or something because, uh, I, I don't know, Patricia's going to have to come do something to get him motivated. Uh, he got his guaranteed money, and uh, I think – I'm not saying that's what's doing it. I don't know what it is, but uh, he definitely has to play better, though. He has to. Yeah, and and Flowers, um, you know, he's been decent, but he hasn't made, like, the splash plays that I think we were hoping for. And, and I think part of that's the scheme. You know, we're not getting good uh, 
Right. With a three-man oh, yeah. rush, he's not able to improvise on the edge, you know, because they got to contain that pocket or whatever. But uh, it's just been a little disappointing. Yeah. Right. And that's also the frustrating thing. We have these three, four-man rushes to contain the quarterback, but there's been twice big plays in this season where we haven't contained the quarterback. Yeah. The Mahomes play on fourth down, and then Aaron Rodgers uh, on a third down in, in that last drive when they took the lead against the Lions on Monday Night Football. There's a lot of issues yeah. here, and I we we need to see more aggressive play calling, I think, going forward, and I think you're going to see that sh- kind of shift right now because what is going on right now is not working clearly. No, I mean it yeah, kept them nice. kind of competitive there for a little while, like that weird unorthodox defense where you just rush a few guys and drop everyone into coverage. But it does, it's not sustainable, which is becoming more yeah. apparent. Um, well, it didn't work at all against the Vikings. I mean, they just torched no. us. But, yeah, they worked against the back against City. City. Out, Yeah, I, I I thought we blitzed more. I mean, it seems like people got different impressions I, I don't have any numbers to back it up but it seemed like early on at least we were blitzing at a decent rate but to not a great effect the one pass pressure was jared davis made uh kirk cousins do that weird throw where he like just turned around and like shot the ball into the middle of the field and oh yeah i mean but you know we're not getting much effect on those blitzes which is not good but it yeah, seemed like that was it. one pressure right and it seemed like to and him were blitzing a little bit but I mean, maybe we could use some more. I, I just looked like a different defense early on in that game. We had more guys in the box and stuff because we were trying to stop Dalvin Cook for whatever use that was. But I don't know. Whatever yeah. we did in this game did not work. Yeah. yeah. So but, on, let's just, no, let's, I was going to say, what do you, what do you think about uh, 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 Jared Davis? Because uh, I know he did get hurt in this game a little bit, but he hasn't been the impact player I thought he'd be this year. He was really yeah. coming up on strong at the end of last year. Yeah. And I thought it would continue to see growth, but I don't I think agree. he's that. He seems so erratic. I mean, sometimes he'll make a really good play, and then other times he's lost in coverage, uh, covers the wrong guy. We still can't stop a simple crossing route. We really have trouble with that. And then, yeah. It, it's still a weakness of our team. So, and it, yeah, our linebacker play is, is, leaves a lot to be desired right now. And, especially from Jared Davis. Kavai, I'm giving him a slack just because he's a rookie, but I think he's got a lot of potential. He looks like he could be a good one. Yeah, Tavai was but, out there for 82% of snaps in this game, so a high uptick for him considering uh, yeah. his past. But we're counting yeah. on Jared Davis to make oh, yeah. plays, and he's, and he's not doing it. Well, I just oh, say yeah, that. I agree. No, I agree. I mean, I think he got derailed pretty badly by that injury, and I'm not convinced he's even over it by the fact that he was also out there treating it during the game even though he came back to play i don't i don't think he's just this been game? himself uh, yeah he was on the sideline doing stuff with it. i mean he went back in but oh. like i'm just saying i don't think he's himself right now that doesn't excuse mental mistakes but i don't think he's all there f- physically either so i mean that doesn't help i just wanted to see uh coming in the season i thought we were gonna see gerard davis like rushing off the edge a lot more and i have not yeah. seen that at all that's, I mean, he, is, yeah. he, he has speed. Uh, I want to see him utilize it more. Or just yeah. blitzing more often, period. It doesn't even have to be off the uh-huh. edge. But, yes, I agree. Like, use that speed off the edge. Yeah. But, and Trey Flowers yeah, only but, played 47% of snaps in this game, by the way. And Kennard uh, had the three sacks the first game, and then he hasn't had anything since. He, he's been right. quiet. That's well, true it's, too. it's not hard to block our guys when we're rushing three. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're putting a lot on those guys to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And yeah. It's usually just three or four guys. You know, we rarely blitz. And I think 
But Trish is going to have to come up with something. And when we do blitz, they're nothing spectacular. Like, we just send a guy from the outside. I'm watching other teams, and they got scheme blitzes where you don't know where it's coming from. And things like, we, we got to get more creative in that end here because we just mm-hmm. have to find a way to get more pressure on the quarterback. We have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I get the sense that, like, Patricia, the reason we've run such a weird defense this whole season, rushing few guys up front, having more secondary, you know, less less four linebacker sets, more or even two three linebacker sets, is because they they identified that weakness early on, and they found their best way would to be, you know, stop the run with as minimally personnel as you can, and then force them to pass with, you know, our secondary, which was really good early on. But now they're starting to fall apart at the seams. They're just getting injured and getting no yeah. pass rush to help them out. And that strategy seemed okay for a while, but now it's just it seems untenable, and they need to and there's, reassess. There's, there's one more linebacker I want to bring up, and that's Christian Jones, who um, we, we we highlighted him as uh, maybe our scariest guy on defense in terms of uh, maybe not fully drinking the Kool-Aid on him necessarily. And he is really... I think not really shown up at all, and especially in pass coverage, it's like uh, do the sign of the cross every time he's about to go out and cover somebody. Yeah, because they <laughs> yeah. absolutely tight ends absolutely torch him. Um, anytime he anytime he's in man coverage, it, it, he's an instant target for the quarterback to throw at. Yeah. Well, I feel like we always thought that if he was going to be playing a significant amount of downs, that wasn't going to be necessarily ideal. I think it's always been the plan, though. I mean, he's played but, over seventy percent of snaps all season. Well, it started when it was only him and Tavai on the inside. Well, they're all healthy now, and he's still playing a lot. I'm just saying, yeah, he should. He he ideally is a rotational linebacker, not a primary linebacker. I think he's been that's his career. He's always been a solid backup linebacker, but we have him in a more prominent position. I'm just saying that his his play time speaks more to our lack of depth and starting quality players at linebacker than anything. Well, you know what, but be, because of our coverage issues with the linebackers, uh, you know, Patricia's looking, he's already talking about, you know, he's got to look at everything now, scheme, uh, players, personnel, everything. Don't be surprised if we start seeing Killebrew in there a little bit. Uh, maybe you try him out there, see how he does in coverage. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him at all. But, I mean, give this kid a chance, man. I mean, in the past, he's been productive. What about Maven? Right he did have two tackles in this game. Maven, Maven had a good preseason. Right? He was tearing it oh, up Maven. in the preseason. But we're going to yeah. have to do something. we got to do something. I think oh, we're yeah. going to see some changes here. Uh, the coach has literally yeah. said as much. Uh, they don't have a choice. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they don't. With the current scheme now, we're stretched thin. Like, like when Slay had to go out with his leg injury, and then they had to move Coleman on the outside against Diggs. It was a mismatch. I mean, Coleman's great on that slot, but but on the edge, he's not doesn't have the same uh, impact. So, no, I mean that's that's definitely definitely true. Um, but I, I he's he's serviceable out there. Uh, yeah, not ideal, but serviceable. I mean, that's like yes. one of our lesser concerns, even if he has to move out there still. Yeah, I feel. but I think if Slay was out there in the end of the game, that would have made a big difference. Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, I, I, are you, are you referring to the deep uh, pass on the? third down uh yeah 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 i mean that that's a tough one for any defensive back i feel there he was really on an island they were fully selling off of the run pretty much and it was just like a that that, that that's yeah. a tough one i'll i mean i'll let, i kind of let that one go compared that to just everything else that butter, an island guy like he's a shutdown cornerback 
Though he yeah, didn't play Slade's great in this game. Mm-hmm. Slade might make that play. I guess we won't. We will know. We'll never know for yeah, sure. Uh, we'll never know. Um, but there is one guy I did want to bring up uh, positive on the defense is that Kevin Strong was the, easily the highest rated player and actually had one of the highest grades for the Lions, the third highest grade, I think, on defense for any Lion this season. Uh, Kevin Strong had a, had a really nice game. He, at hey. least this is by PFF standards. So. Hey, Z, would you say that he had a strong performance? Oh. 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 <laughs> 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 I want to do like the bump thing for him. I don't know if I have that in my soundboard here. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, hey, can I uh, just point out one other positive? I thought I would give. I was at the game. Uh, I did go to the game, and it was packed. You know, I want to give tip my hat to the fans. That you know, as much as the Lions are struggling. The fans show up for this team. I'm sorry. I don't know why we don't have, like, a super home field advantage like Seattle because the fans are loud and they show up all the time. And I don't know why it is. You know, it should be a house of horrors for opposing teams. They get really loud and then they complete the third down, you know. So people, the fans yeah. are getting tired eventually because you're, you're trying to be so loud and then they, they complete the 10-yard pass. Like, oh. Yeah, it's hard to be loud <laughs> when you're giving up that many first downs. Yeah. yeah, but it was a really good environment, I got to say. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the fans, fans are working fans. hard, man. The fans are working yeah. hard out there. We're trying. Best fan yeah. base in the NFL, maybe in the I world, agree. in all sports. No doubt. Oh yeah, I mean, I, we we love the Lions fans, of course. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, the Vikings had 32 first downs to the Lions, 26 in this game. So it wasn't as egregious as you think. The Lions just actually it was it, this was a shootout, a, cl- a classic shootout game, and the Lions, yeah. uh, you know, they just couldn't win the win the shootout uh it came down to we settled for a field goal on one drive and then they missed a field goal they turned on that air conditioning at ford field again (laughs) it is unbelievable how these how these kickers cannot kick inside our building it is quite remarkable um because domes are supposed to be like the easiest place to kick for any kickers statistically uh but not in ford field apparently the difference between those two teams i think was the running game because, you know, they oh, had yeah. a really mm-hmm. good running attack. We we did, our passing attack was awesome. You know, and theirs was as well, but ours was better because we have Stafford. But... <laughs> it's a cause for concern, too. Carrion's hurt again. Who knows how, how bad he's hurt? We yeah. don't know. We can't get Zenner back I mean, anymore. Yeah, Zenner, the Zenner's Saints. on the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Zenner made a couple nice first downs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, boy. I think they'll rue the day they <laughs> made that decision. But Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So will the Lions rely on Ty Johnson, or do we sign a running back? So th- th- that kind of gets me into my next uh, thing here. I mean, since we brought this up, and that's trade targets for the Lions. Yeah. Um, two weeks away is the trade deadline. Or actually, it's like a week and a half away. October 29th, I believe, is the trade deadline. Um, one name that's really been thrown out there, and there's reports out there that the Lions are kicking the tires on this guy, is Kenyon Drake, a running back on the Dolphins. He's a really yeah, athletic, I saw that. He's a really athletic running back. He gets seven points uh, in fantasy every week on four catches and thirty yards. Uh, he does not a lot on there. <laughs> I only and I only know that because I have him on my fantasy team for some reason. Hmm. Uh, but Kenyon Drake is a really athletic running back. Uh, he's probably most famous for finishing the, you know, several hook and ladders against the Patriots last year uh, <laughs> to to win the game. But 
he would be a guy I, I'd be all for, actually. He, I think he'd be an upgrade over Ty Johnson. We haven't really seen Ty Johnson to, do too much since week one. Uh, J.D. McKissick is a great change of pace back. He continues to look great, by the way. They pick up oh, his yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Ty Johnson is, so, is – he's still a rookie, so I'm not expecting too much out of him. It would be nice. I, I think he – it would have been nice to keep him as, like, a more of a, a, a change of pace, a sudden, you know, different changer, game changer type instead of trying to make him a workhorse. But uh, I mean, yeah, why not? It can't hurt to get someone else. We need, we're gonna need help. Yeah, I I agree with Z. I think that'd be a good pickup. Or uh, I don't know who's out there in the defensive end category. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing someone like that too. Uh, our boy Steve on uh, Instagram brought up the possibility of Von Miller. I, I'm not sure that's no. even a real possibility, but that's not. Oh my God! I'm just saying, <laughs> I'd give up quite a bit for him. <laughs> This is why I was for the yeah. Lions trying to get Jadavion Clowney before the season. He was available out there, and they got him for a third-round draft pick, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, man. That would have been yeah. huge. We have no pure yeah. pass rushers on this team, and I think that's been killing us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it been. yeah. I, I still think it's partially the scheme that's kind of not letting these guys totally out loose. They yeah. do these bull rushes. They don't, they don't do spin moves or anything. They don't like to lose it's their lane. But maybe you got to take a risk. I mean, yeah. Maybe that's going to be yeah. a change coming up here. Well, they want to contain that quarterback. That's all. It's about stopping the run, which they're not doing. It's about containing the quarterback yeah. and not letting them and run I, out. I think that's the and, biggest issue. you got to stop the run. That's what everybody on their defense is saying. we got to stop the run. They were doing it uh, the second half of last year. They're not doing it all right now. You know, been a yeah. very bendy really defense this year. They, gotta, they have to stop the run. They have to stop the run, and they're not doing it right now. Hopefully, Deshaun Hand want... can come back. Yeah, that, yeah, that, would, that be would be huge. huge. He gets back and Daniels, you know, and uh, yeah, I feel like we're not gonna see Daniels for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I'm hoping, you know, as they build this thing going forward, it's not gonna be this year. I want to, I want a defense that's like really strong, not just one that outlasts the other one and just slows the teams down. I want to be like a, a defense that's powerful and people are afraid of. <laughs> yeah, I agree you know? with you. Oh, that's yeah, that's what I wanted to, in the draft. That's what I was hoping for, like, uh. You know, Devin Bush or Devin White, you know, because I wanted, like, an impact uh, person, you know, like mm-hmm. a defensive person you could have to worry about. But it's probably not going to be this yeah. year. But And it is painful yeah. to watch. Uh, we got Monday Night Football on right now. The Patriots are up 33 to nothing. Um, it's painful to watch uh, Kyle Van Noy uh, out there every week making big plays for them. Yeah. And we gave him up for, uh, uh, like, nickels on the dime. So... Yeah, Red Dog, Red Dog, you remember how bad we wanted him in the draft in the second round? Oh, yeah. We him we in the him. second round, we were, we were so happy, <laughs> and uh, they just didn't know how to use him. I know. Yeah. If we would have had Patricia then, it would have been a whole different story. Yeah, but he would have fit with Patricia's scheme. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I, I think the Lions are on the way to a defense like we are seeing in New England. It, I mean, there are some injuries, and maybe – I don't want to say they're a year away. I mean, this is – yeah, but oh, there are just I, a few more players away. I feel from really filling out that vision because our secondary, I think, is top five in the NFL for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just matter. You're we're talking about building the ideal defense right now. We're not talking about yeah. You know, we're still got a, a decent defense. Even you know, rough performances the last couple of weeks. But I mean, even in this game, I know we fell apart at the end. But we were right in that game until the end, and then we started settling for field goals, and they kept scoring touchdowns. 
And I mean, I'm not putting that toll on the offense or anyone exactly, but you know, I mean, I'm just saying this game as bad as it was and hurt how much it hurts. I don't think it was as ugly as it feels, you know what I mean? Like it feels like, Oh my God, we just got wrecked. But like, so it was 28 to 24 with seven and a half minutes left in the game. Yeah, it was a close so game. So besides this loss, the, I mean, the Lions were way ahead on the Cardinals, ended up tying that game. Where we should have won the Chiefs game, and we got screwed by the refs in the Packers game. This team would easily yeah. be 5-1 and one right now. I will give them the loss in this one because we didn't play good enough defense. But we can easily well, be 5-1. and one. We So let's, let's look forward. Actually, before I look forward, I want to yeah. get to my one more category here, all right? And that's Jim Bob Cooter play call of the week. <laughs> I think this oh, is. I know, I know this one. I think this is the most obvious candidate we've ever had since we introduced this category. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is the yeah. fourth and two play call. Uh, the Lions have had no run game all game. Everybody knows a pass is coming. We do a play action to uh, the running back out of the backfield. It's covered by two guys. Maybe a pass interference, but uh, you're not. You're probably not going to see a call too often. I, I mean, they had it extremely covered up, and it was just a, a bad play call. I don't understand why they're not just spreading the field and let Stafford do his thing uh, from the shotgun like he was doing all game successfully. Yeah, that was a little yeah. too cutesy. Yeah, and yeah, that was thrown Jim. short of the line too. I was, at, I was thinking they Cooter would never have called that because. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were thinking wrong because that's what he called all the time. That's why it's called the Jim Bob Cooter play of the game. Hey, if I didn't a, sign off on that. If it's a play, <laughs> if it's a play call that didn't work in a short yardage on a critical down, that it, yeah. that's a prime candidate for Jim Bob Cooter play call of the week. God rest his soul. <laughs> God rest his soul. Oh boy, Beauregard. Let's just say Beauregard would have loved that. Loved it when he was our coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, what I want to get to now is the, the looking forward. So we mentioned the Lions; they could easily be five and one, but they're not. They're two, three, and one. Uh, so we have the Giants this week. Then we're at Oakland, at Chicago, home against the Cowboys, at the dreadful Washington Redskins. The Bears look dreadful. We play them again on Thanksgiving. We have the Vikings in Minnesota. Then the Buccaneers—they look terrible. The Broncos are bad. There are a lot of winnable games here going forward. Plenty enough to make a playoff yeah. run with a couple of big games there. And, of course, the Packers at home um, to end the season. Um, there is a lot of winnable games here going forward. There is a lot of time All to of fix them. these issues. Well, I mean, not a lot of time. They have six days. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but the Giants aren't as good. I think they'll... It's a little softer schedule for the next couple of games. Yeah, yeah. arguably, we've had the toughest schedule to start the season. I mean, we had a tough schedule, man. And now we're getting to a little our softer part of the schedule. And yeah. this is where we'll see where we are. Because if we start losing to these teams, well, that's a problem. If we start beating these teams, okay, we're all right. So, yeah, we're still not in bad shape yet. So, yeah, no time to panic, things. No, we're not. No, we're not. Um before I get to the divisional round, if there's one more thing, and I'm uh, just reading this now, or just confirming it rather, is that uh, it looks like Carrion Johnson might be out for a week or two here. So I know we kind of brought that up already, uh, but we didn't like forwardly mention it. Uh, do we you think the Lions will pick up another running back, or do we go forward with Ty Johnson? I'm sure they'll look. So just a running back that's available, a name out there that hasn't been picked up. Uh, I'm. I don't 
Um, if we sign C.J. Anderson. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> we no, need I did to... see an article mentioning that. That's I did, yeah, God. <laughs> Another guy that's no. out there, he's coming off a torn ACL. Um, he is not signed by anybody. Is Jay Ajayi. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been a successful running back in the past. He is coming off the torn ACL. He would have to go through yeah. a workout. I have not seen his name thrown out there, though. And, of course, we brought up Ken Indrade, uh, who could be traded for this week. Probably for a fourth rounder, I'm guessing. <laughs> Maybe a fifth rounder. I'd be, I'd be willing to do all, that. All yeah. options are on the table right now. They're, I'm sure they're going to scour every possibility yeah. because they have to. I mean, we're losing carry-on. I mean... I think they're going to look at every position that has been somewhat weak this this year. Because, I mean, sure, carry-on's out, and that sucks, and he wasn't doing great anyway, but look at why he wasn't doing great. And a lot of that was the O-line to begin with. So I don't, I, I'd be considering, you know, road road grading O-linemen. There's, you know, there's defensive linemen running back all of it. you got to be seeing any possible upgrades. This is the last chance to make a, uh, yeah. get a, someone who is pro- on a roster right now who might be able to upgrade your roster so yeah um so let's uh, let's wrap this up a little bit here so let's go uh, look at the divisional roundup um so looking at the division standings the lions are uh, have dug themselves a hole to uh win this division especially after that green bay loss last week but the green bay with a 42 to 24 victory over the Raiders, Aaron Rodgers, 429 yards, five touchdowns, and even ran and ran one in as well. Uh, a dominant performance against the Oakland Raiders, who we play in two weeks, like I just mentioned. Um, man, the Packers. I mean, they. I was watching this game uh, with some Packers fans, be like a two TV thing going on, and uh, they were getting calls again. It's ridiculous. It's. I mean, it's preposterous. Yeah. I mean, granted, they won by 18 in this game, so it wasn't. It wasn't as bad, you know. By any means. But if we can get close to them late in the season, you know, we know we can beat them. We did it once, even though the oh. refs took mm-hmm. it from us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There's no the doubt. NFL loves Aaron Rodgers for some reason. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. What's the love about that guy? Oh, he, he can't chug a beer. He's got a porn mustache. I mean, what, what, what do you do? He's got a punchable face, too. You know? Oh, like one very, of those very you just want to punch. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, so Green Bay, 6-1. and one. Minnesota, 5-2 and two now. The Bears, they were laughable against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean it was a it was a real chuckler out there. Thirty Mitchell Trubisky, uh <laughs> hey, hey Mitch, Mitch, are you are you here? What what happened out there, man? You, uh, you do you uh, like do you like hitting open uh, receivers? I had a, a hard day because uh I I forgot why, but there was a guy and I missed him on the field somewhere. I think it's third interception. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Mitchell, Tr- Mitch Trubisky, man, he is brutal. He's bad, brutal, horrible. You talk yeah. about a bad run game. The Bears had 17 yards rushing in this game, Jeez. and two and two fumbles. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So if you I think know, the Lions' run they, game is bad, it's not. If all they bad move on things. from Mitch after this year, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't Whoa. be surprised if they actually Teddy Bridgewater's a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if that's who they got. Um, yeah, but we don't need to talk. We don't need to keep talking about that miserable team. Yeah, screw them. Um, but the Bears are three and three. The Lions two three and one. Uh, and, and actually, you know, the Cardinals they start off zero oh, and three and one. Now they're three and three and one. So yeah, that yeah. loss doesn't look as bad for us necessarily. Uh, the tie. It still looks bad. We're up seventeen. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, 
Well, that's all right. So that's the divisional roundup. Uh, but now it's time to wrap up this pod, and we're going to go around, and everybody's going to give their last word. So we'll start with Broad Dog. What's your last word on this week? There's still hope. I mean, honestly, what, like you were talking about, Big Z, winnable games. We haven't played one that wasn't a winnable game yet. I mean, even as bad as this one turned out, there you know a few things break our way. We we probably we could win that game. I I this this team can win any game they're in. They just gotta continue learning and figure out how to win and finish games. And lots of football left to play, and no reason to get down yet. Let's get after it. All right, Bob. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, very optimistic going forward. I know our, our defense is struggling, but I think they'll, they're will they not going to be top five this year, it doesn't look like, but I think they're going to get better. And the good thing is our offense, I think our offense is really good. We could really be elite, like one of the top in the league. And uh, if we get our running game going, passing game is only going to get better. We have good receivers, and uh, I think Hawkinson's only going to improve. So look out. Yeah. We'll out, outscore everybody. Oh, so. yeah. So usually. Okay, yeah. I, I agree with Bob there. Uh, I think our offense has been a pleasant surprise this year. Uh, we were expecting the defense to carry this team, and yet the offense is the one that seems to be doing it. And Stafford's uh, having maybe one of the best years of his career. It's it's awesome to watch every week. And uh, I think the defense will come around, and uh, there's a lot a lot of games left to play this season. So don't get down, Lions fans. I think we still got a lot of good things to come, good chance of making the playoffs, and who knows, maybe a lot more. So keep the faith. Keep the faith, fans, and keep drinking that Kool-Aid, all right? All right, oh, yeah. UJ. Uh, so I'll, I'll wrap it up here. So last week I had this long uh, intro about how it was a turning point in the season. Well, uh, it went it went the other way around on me a little bit there. Uh, it was, it, it, th- I said this game would be a turning point, and maybe it will for the defense uh, in ways I did not envision quite yet, or any of us really envisioned. Um, but there are, as we said, a lot of winnable games here going forward. There is definitely a pass to 12-3-1 still for this Detroit Lions team. Is that a little bit of Kool-Aid drinking? Perhaps. But I really I really think this team is there. The offense is uh, meeting and exceeding all expectations right now. Stafford looks better than he ever has, as we said. Um, there is a lot to like about this team still going forward. If they can fix these de- defensive front seven issues, which I think they can. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we are still drinking the blue Kool-Aid heavily and all of you out there, you follow blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We know you are too. We know you are, you know, if you feel a little down there, drink, drink the, drink the Kool-Aid, you know, we we got got you. If you can't Uh, drink it, you know, set up a main line, get that IV going. It's all good. This is the little bottle to work, you know, to sip once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if you run into a really? Mr. Bo- a Mr. <laughs> a Mr. Beauregard type out there, tell him to shove it. Tell him to drink some blue Kool Aid. Yeah, come yeah, on, Beauregard. Patricia, we trust. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up yeah. here uh, for drinking blue Kool Aid. We appreciate everybody for listening. We really do. Uh, we got a couple new reviews on iTunes, so hey, you know, we appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, you you can find us. Kool Aid, Kool Aid, doing it to me. Dribbling Kool Aid on his shirt. 
Um, so we yeah, we just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, you know, anywhere you find your podcast, just not on SoundCloud, as I mentioned every week. Encounter's not here, but he says it's for wannabe wannabe rappers. So I'll quote him for this part. Um, <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram at Drinking Boo Kool Aid and Twitter at Drinking Lions. Um, I think that's gonna wrap it up. So, gentlemen, Blue Kool Aid drinkers. Last but not least, as always, go, go, go. Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock! Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Go, Go. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details